You're listening to Generation Success with your host, Mitchell Sanford. Well, hi, everybody. I'm really excited to get into another podcast with you guys. Uh, today, we're going to talk about personal development and what I really think is at the core of all personal development. I think one trait overall will set you either up for success or up for failure. So it's really important that you demonstrate one trait and not the other. The trait that I think is so key is being proactive in situations in your life. To be proactive is creating or controlling a situation by causing something to happen rather than responding to it after it's happened. So a person that would control the situation would be a proactive person and a person that would react to the situation would be a reactive person. And I'll use those terms proactive and reactive quite a bit in this podcast, so just familiarize yourself with them. I really think this podcast is important as a lot of people are in their reactive category nowadays. They don't want to take ownership of their lives. They don't want to take ownership of things that happen. And even worse, they just want to blame others when things go wrong. I saw this as a lot as a kid. Um, had you know, When I was playing sports, kids would say, oh, I would have caught that ball, but they threw it to me bad. Oh, I would be a good hitter if the pitcher was better. Oh, our team would have been better if this other person would have uh, given me a better pass. They always like to blame other people. This is really common today as well with the victim mentality. The victim mentality is an acquired personality trait in which people recognize conditions that have happened to themselves and they think that they're the victim and that others have created those poor situations for them. While people might be bad and do bad things to you, it's really important on how you react to right those wrongs that have occurred to you. In this podcast, I'm going to talk about a couple things that really separate proactive from reactive people and really the successful people from the average or lower performing people. The first habit that highly proactive and highly efficient and high performing people have is that they take ownership of everything in their life. You may have heard of this as extreme ownership, but I think it's really, really important to touch on. It's important to take ownership of everything in your life because if you don't, you leave it up to other people or even worse, to chance. Now, taking ownership of everything in your life means that you own the outcomes and your actions that you take to get to those outcomes. So if you succeed, you pat yourself on the back and you celebrate because I made this success happen or our team made this success happen. It didn't happen by accident or by chance or by luck. We or I made this happen and you pat yourself on the back and you celebrate. But this is equally true when you fail. Let's say you get a bad grade on a test or your boss isn't happy with your performance on a project. A reactive person would say, oh, my teacher is hard. The test wasn't fair. You know, and if it's work, say, oh, my boss is a jerk. They have unreasonable expectations. I couldn't have got this done in this time. It's their fault. It's not me. And this is really dangerous because if you blame it on other people, if you blame your failure on other people, when that situation rolls around again, let's say you have another exam or another big project that your boss gives you, then you didn't learn anything. You didn't improve. You're going to attack that situation the same way that you did before 
which really left you with failure. So if you fail a test or do poorly on a project, something like that, you say, man, I really messed this one up. What actions can I take to make sure this doesn't happen in the future? And that's really key. The actions that you take and that you learn from that situation. If it's a test, you say, man, you know, I really didn't study hard enough or, you know, my mind wasn't in it. Whatever it might be, you own it and you don't blame the teacher for giving you a hard test. If it's your boss and you're saying, oh man, oh, the expectations were unrealistic. Oh, I didn't have enough time. When you re when you go and attack the situation next time, you tell yourself, man, okay, I gotta, I gotta make sure to really prioritize this project because my boss has high expectations and they want it on a deadline. And you go into the situation knowing what, what is expected of you and you alter what you did last time to allow you to have success this time. My last point on extreme ownership is imagine a world where everything you do is up to chance. You'd have no say in your success or even your personal happiness. And that would be really sad if I couldn't control my own destiny and everything happened to me randomly you know, what would even be the point of life? Why, why are we here if we can't control anything? So it's really important to take ownership of everything in your life, your actions, and the outcomes of those actions. The next important trait that proactive people have is that they're constantly learning. A proactive person is never happy with their amount of knowledge, and they really want to broaden their skill set and their life experiences. This way, if a new problem or opportunity arises, they already have at least a base skill set where they can go and attack those problems. Reactive people, on the other hand, typically think, well, I know enough to get by. Oh, I know everything that I need for my job. And that can be a dangerous mindset to have. Let's say a new problem arises and you don't have the skill set that it takes to deal with that problem. Worst case scenario, maybe you lose your job and you knew how to do X for so many years and you were good at doing X, but that's not a valued skill anymore. You got to learn how to do X, Y, and Z all at the same time. But since you never branched out and added to your skill set, you only know how to do X and you can get left behind. Or you have to learn X, Y, and Z at a time where everybody already knows how to do that and then you get left behind. It's really important to add to your skill set constantly so when those new opportunities arise, you're ready to take them head on and you're not reacting to the situation by dealing with it as it comes. Another really important trait that proactive people have, and I've got some good examples for school and for work for this, is that they don't let situations come to them, they attack them head on. So we'll use the work example first. Let's say your boss gave you a project and they say, oh, I want this done by Friday, okay? And you work on the project, you grind, you get after it, and on Wednesday, you have the project done. Well, a lot of people, and I saw this all the time when I was at work, well, the project isn't due until Friday. The meeting that I have to present, you know, isn't until Friday. Well, I can just play on my phone. Maybe I'll hang out at the water cooler, talk to some other people. You know, I've already gotten what my boss wants done. It's, it's, it's already handled. And that's what the average person does. But the proactive person, 
they don't sit around, play on their phone. You know, maybe they'll go talk to their friends, say, hey, I got this project done. Oh, I'm happy. I'm had a, had a schedule. And then right after that, they go and find their boss and they say, hey, boss, you know that project that was due on Friday? I already finished it. Do you have something else I could work on? Or is there something you want me to check or improve? And then if you already have other work, then instead of having to find work, you already go on to the next project and you attack things that are due further out. I talked to Brent Pinvidic. Uh, I'm in an entrepreneurship group um, and we had him on as a guest and he's hired over a thousand people, big TV producer. And I asked Brent, what separates the top performers from the average person at your companies? And he said, the top performer, they do what's asked of them and then they go out and they find more to do. They overachieve. They get after it. They find the extra thing that they can do. And he said that's what really separates, you know, the top performers from the middle and bottom. And he said those people always rise to the top because they get so much more done than your average worker. In school, I see this all the time, especially when working on group projects. Let's say uh, Mitch, myself, and John, hypothetical person, are working on a project. John's saying to himself, well, you know, we have a week to do the project. I'll just wait till Mitch texts me and then we can set something up to work on it. And then Mitch is saying, well, you know, we got a week to do. I'll wait till John sends me a text or call and we'll start working on the project. Well, the project that was due on Friday, it's, it's now Wednesday, Thursday, and nobody's called or texts. And then eventually someone says, oh crap, this is due in a day or two, we need to get on this, and then they finally send the text. And at this point, they're firefighting to get it done as opposed to delivering quality by getting it done early, okay? So when you're in a group project at school, don't be afraid to take the reins and send out that first contact saying, hey guys, everybody knows this is due Friday, what time on Tuesday are you guys able to meet, or Monday even? You know, get ahead of the curve so that if you do have an unforeseen setback or problem or it's harder than you thought, you have time to deal with that situation and you're not rushing your work at the last minute. That's really, really important is getting ahead of it, okay? Another really important thing that proactive people do is they embrace change. When they see, you know, a bend in the road, they don't say, oh, I'm afraid of what's on the other side. They say, wow, I get to pivot. I get to learn some new skills. I get to improve myself and improve my mind. And they take it as a challenge. Reactive people, when they see change, they look at it as an uncomfortable bump in the road. And they really don't want to be a part of it. They, they're so comfortable and set in their ways that they're afraid of change. And they're afraid, one, because they don't have a diverse skill set. And they're worried they might get left behind. Two, it's going to require more work and they know how to do X and they can get X done by Wednesday, but now they got to do X, Y, Z before Friday and, and the whole thing snowballs into a larger issue. So most people hate and avoid change, but the true proactive people embrace change, okay? Another really important thing that proactive people do is that they look to the future and they set themselves up for success down the future, in the future. So let's use another example. You have a big meeting coming up at the end of the month where you're presenting to everybody in your group, okay? And you say, oh, I got all month to do it. You know, a reactive person would do this. this oh, I got all month to do it. I'll start a week before, two days before. 
a day before. And then they're rushing and firefighting the situation and not producing quality work. A lot of people do this. A lot of people either put stuff off or they don't think about the future enough. So when it gets closer and closer, they're running around trying to put out all these fires that wouldn't have started in the first place if they would have gotten after the problem earlier on. A proactive person, if they have a month to do something, they'll say, well, I'll get started on it and I'll plan out where I want to be along the way. So a week before maybe everything's wrapped and I can talk to a coworker and say, hey, can I get a second opinion on this? And that allows you to, one, be prepared for the meeting ahead of time, but two, get feedback before the meeting to kind of iron out anything you might have missed early on. This is really important for school projects, for tests, exams. The earlier you can start and the, and the further ahead in the future you're thinking, the, the less the problem will be at the end. You won't have a big fire to fight. It'll already be put out. Another really, really important thing, and this is something I really stress to everybody that I know, is that proactive people live their life by values and goals and not by emotion. So a great example for this is when it comes to working out. Let's say you want to have a goal of lowering your mile time, increasing the weights you can can push, you know, how much you weigh. Those are all great goals to set. And a proactive person will say, by this date, I want to achieve this fitness goal. And to go with that goal, they say, I'm going to change my values and change my life to get to this goal. Because what I'm doing right now isn't working. And unless I change what I value in my life, I'll never be able to achieve my goal. That's a proactive person. That's, that's great. A reactive person moves by emotion. They say, oh, I feel like I want to get skinny. I feel like I'm going to go to the gym today. But guess what, guys? Feelings come and go. You know, you're going to wake up and it's going to be cold outside or it's going to be raining or you're going to be tired. You say, I don't feel like going to the gym today. It's raining. out. I don't feel like going for a run and reducing my mile time. I feel sore. I, I don't feel like pushing that weight today because they don't have a value that says, well, this is my new life. I value fitness. And since I value fitness, I'm going to be in that gym. Even if I'm a little sore, I'm going to get after it. Okay. Maybe I don't go as hard because I need to rest a little bit, but at least I went through the motions and it's more important to go and go through the motions than to do nothing at all. This also really comes into play when let's say you, you move from the path, you know, you go on a business trip or you really had to study for some big exams and you couldn't stay on that path of fitness during that time period that happens to everybody if you have a goal of i want to lose this much weight or some athletic performance by a certain date you say wow i had a bit a bit i had a bit of a setback i really need to hop back on the horse to get after it and achieve that goal i value fitness and i strayed from that value so i need to get back on that path but if it's emotion you say well, it's already been a week since I haven't worked out. I'm just not feeling it. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to go into the gym. I'm not going to eat healthy. Like I already, I already got away from it for a week. It's, you know, I, I screwed it up. It's, it's whatever. I'm just not feeling it today. And that's one of the worst things that you can, you can do. 
you know, one day turns into two days that turns into a week that turns into a month from this mentality and this mindset. And it's really, really toxic. You got to get back on the horse and get after your goals, guys. It's really important. That's why you set them to get there. Okay. Just a few more things here. Um, successful people, they work well with other people, but they don't rely solely on other people for their success. Let's say you're working on a group project and you know, somebody isn't doing something right. You don't say, well, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna let them do their thing. You know, we'll, it'll be all right. Because on a lot of projects, especially with groups, or you're presenting to your boss, they don't say, wow, well, Mitchell's section was great, but John's section was terrible. Oh, I'm going to give Mitchell a better grade than John. Maybe that happens in school, but especially in the workforce, you're, you're judged as a team, as a unit. So if you allow one person to drag everybody else back, that's really going to negatively affect you. So you don't have to be a jerk and tell them, Hey dude, your work's crap. Pick up the, pick up the pace. Say, Hey John, did you did you ever think about coming at it from this way, or did you think hmm, maybe this could be altered in a new way? And and you allow them to make the changes that will allow you to succeed. Or let's say you just did a job interview, okay, big job, and you're really looking forward to it. You don't say, oh, I'll just wait for them to call me back. Oh, oh, they said two weeks. It's been three. Oh, no big deal. A proactive person. They know the the boundary between being rude and being proactive. And let's say, oh, we'll get back to you in two weeks. Two weeks, if you don't hear something, you're calling them, you're emailing them. And if you're really proactive, after the interview, you know, right after, maybe a week later, you're sending them emails saying, hey, thank you so much for allowing me to interview here. I really got along with you for XXX, Y, you know, you give some reasons, you know, I really like this conversation we had about this thing. My skill set in this other area will work great here. You really fill in that gap and don't allow there to be too much dead time between because that can really work out poorly in your favor. The final thing I want to talk about today is how proactive people view obstacles and how reactive people view obstacles. I'm a very proactive person myself and I love overcoming obstacles. Sometimes they're a bit scary when you see them originally, but I thrive on overcoming them and it grows my self-esteem knowing that I can deal with different problems as they arise. And like I said, it's really important to target those problems and to try to foresee them so that they don't become a bigger fire, but you kind of have to enjoy overcoming obstacles to be a proactive person. A reactive person sees obstacles as uncomfortable bumps in the road and they either try to put them off by procrastination or they try to get other people to deal with them or hope other people deal with them and they put all their success on somebody else's shoulders which isn't fair to the other person and it's especially not fair to you because you're not allowing yourself to succeed by your own grit and determination. Guys, at the end of the last podcast, I I left you guys with respect the grind. And there's a little bit of backstory to that. A guy I really admired and looked up to, his name was Stefan Arneo. He's a multi-million dollar real estate investor, coach, all that kind of stuff. And he recently passed away of cancer. So I'm not continuing his legacy. He's got, you know, multi-million dollar companies he's left behind. But his 
his saying was respect the grind. That was his catchphrase. So I really want to continue that on in spirit of Stefan. He really taught me a lot. So uh, get after it, guys. Respect the grind. And I will see you very soon. Don't sit back and let other people uh, drive the car. Hop in that driver's seat. Put, your, put the pedal to the metal and respect that grind, man. Make it happen.